0: We have made it officially, and now we move into a new year. I love New Year's. I love new, new, new times, new schedules, new calendars. Anybody get really excited about new calendars? Am I the only one? All right, Miss Tracy, come on. New calendars. I just, like, new, it's like blank pages. So many new things you get to fill in. I, I just love, I love that kind of stuff. How many um? you are, are um, you're, you're like goal setters? Like, you set goals for the year? One, Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Lindsay, you're by yourself. <laughs> the Only one that has any goals. Everybody else, their dreams have already been dashed, so they don't even do it anymore. <laughs> Knowing that 90% of people don't get out of January with their goals. Uh, how many of you know, we don't, we don't need more willpower. We need a higher power to, to really see what God wants to do in our lives. And I believe that. We don't need resolutions on the calendar Uh, we really need revival in our hearts. We need God to do something in us and through us. And so 2021 is is exciting as we just come in to a lot of unknowns of what this year is going to bring, but there are things we do know. We know that God is with us, God's for us, that God is faithful. If he's the same God in 2020, come on, how many know he's going to be faithful again in 2021? So uh, today we're going to kind of just do a little standalone message. We're going to kick off a series next week that's going to go with our 21 days that we have planned for you. But I, I thought today I would just share just kind of a, a, a premise, a, a uh, we, we, we laugh in our house because you know when you read the beginning of a book, it's like the preface, 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 Preface. See, you, we don't even know. Is it, is it preface? Is it preface? Is it prefacing? Okay, all right, all right we need we need some English teachers up in this church, okay so the preface, uh, the beginning of, of a book kind of just to set the stage for where we're going to go in January and, and the rest of this year. And so that's kind of what this message is going to be. It's going to be one of those preface, no, I'm just kidding, preface yeah. messages. So I'm going to make this statement. We, we make this statement at the beginning, I think, of almost every year. But if you're new here, you're going to hear it new for the very first time. If you've been here for a while even though you may have heard it a lot, it still rings true, and that is that 2021 can be the best year of your life. If, if it's the best year of your life spiritually. So that is our greatest goal this year. We don't know what 2021 will hold for all of us. We don't know what, uh, what is you know, on the horizon. What I do know though is that God wants to grow close to you. And I pray that you want to grow closer to him. Come on, who wants to grow closer to Jesus this year than ever before? Okay, good. All right, so um, to start off this message, I want to talk about the best duos. I want to talk about the best duos, the best combos, combinations, things that, that you can have them by themselves, but they're better with something else. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see how well you guys know some of the best duos that our planet has. So let me show you a couple of our duos here and you can fill in the blank on our first one. So peanut butter and... Did you say syrup? That's Cajun. That's Cajun, all right. All right, you're out of this game. All right, next one. Here we go, next one is Mac and... Cheese. Okay, good, all right, we're getting there. All right, here we go. Next one is burgers and... Good. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Somebody say potatoes. It's fries. Okay. All right. Chips and. Oh, here we go. Who said salsa? Come on. There my people at. All right. Get that dip out of here. All right. Salsa people You need salsa in your life. Okay. Chips and salsa. You don't know ranch with your chips. All right. Let me show you the next one. Tom and. Oh, there we go. Good, you're good. Okay, let me show you another one. How about this one? Batman and? Robin. All right, yep. Okay, here we go. Let's try this one. Scooby-Doo and? Shaggy. Oh, it's Shaggy. All right. Dumb and? <laughs> best movie, best movie. <laughs> so stupid. All right, all right, let's try this one. Jordan and? Oh, my wife got it right. Pippin, all right, Scotty Pippin. All right, that was a basketball one. And not only y'all don't watch basketball. I should have done Breeze and Camara or something. All right, so, all right, let me show you this last one. This is the one. Prayer and? Fasting. Oh, yes. All right, you got them. Congratulations. There to go, you passed. All right, so we're gonna talk about this. We're gonna talk about prayer and fasting. We've done a number of series on prayer. Uh, we've talked about fasting as well before. But today I want us to hone in on both of these. The, the What happens when you combine these two things together and the power that they have in our lives. So let's go to Matthew chapter 6. If you have um, a phone You can go to our app if you have our app. It's the OSC Connect app. It's a little blue cross. You can download it right at the very top. It says 21 days. That can change your 2021. That's today's message. You click it, and all the notes from today are right there on your device if you want to take notes, or you can just use paper. Matthew chapter 6 verse 3 through 4. So there are three things that God expects of us as followers of Christ. Three things that God expects of us and I'm going to show you these as we look in the Sermon on the Mount. So Matthew chapter 6 verse 3 through 4. Everybody help me with these letters that are highlighted. It says, "But when you when you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Give your gifts in private and then your father who sees everything will reward you. He goes on and he says, but when you. Let's try it again. When you. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. He goes on and he says, but when you. Pray. Pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you and pray to your father in heaven. Okay, have y'all not learned now? When well, I point, that's your, that's your moment, okay? And. Yeah. Good, there we go, all right. Then, if you're online, you can just type the word out, okay? Then, your Father who sees everything will reward you, okay? Then, after that, is what we all know, which is the Lord's Prayer, okay? He begins to give us the Lord's Prayer. What most don't know is what comes after the Lord's Prayer. He doesn't end with, but when you give and but when you pray. He ends and he goes into verse 16, he says, and when you fast, fast, don't make it obvious as hypocrites do for they try to look miserable and disheveled so people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth that that is the only reward that they will ever get. And he ends it and he says this, but when you Fast. fast, comb your hair, if you have some, and wash your face then no one will notice that you are fasting except your father who knows what you do in private and your father who sees everything will reward you. So I I highlighted those words for a specific reason because this is something that Jesus expects of us. He didn't say if you give and if you pray and if you fast. He says when, when you pray and when you give. And when you fast. And then, and then it goes with a then. So there's a when, and then there's a y'all, y'all track There's a when and then there's a then. then. Okay, let's try this. This side is the win side, okay? This side's the thin side. There is a when. and then there's a when. there's a when. and then a and when. then a and then there's a when. and then a when. and then a and then online? Okay, no, okay. There's <laughs> a so when, and then there's a thin. The when is our part, the then is God's part. Watch this though, you don't get the then until you do the when. Many of us want God to do the then but not do the when. He says when you give, when you pray, when you fast, then God will reward you because he sees everything even when you do it when no one sees. So this is good, good, good passage for those who are doing stuff for God right now and no one's giving you credit for it. God sees everything. And he rewards those who diligently obey him and seek him and pursue him. And so we're going to do what we've always done at the beginning of the year, which is we're gonna dedicate 21 days of prayer and fasting. We're gonna do the when so we can see God do the then. We're gonna do the win, so we can see God do the then. But I wanna start off with John chapter three, verse 30. This is John the Baptist, and he writes this when he says, he must increase, but I must decrease. He must increase, but I must decrease. Now, If I was a prosperity gospel, I would come and say, 2021 is going to be the year of increase. Let's go, increase in your money and increase in your bank account and increase in your health. But I am here today to tell you, I believe 2021 is a year of decrease. Uh Decrease, (laughs) decrease of ourselves, of our desires, of our wants, because we want more of what he has for us. I want increase of God, not increase of self. I want an increase of, of what God's purposes are, not increases of what my desires are. Because here's what happens when my desires link up with God's desires, how I many you know He gives me what I desire because I first desire Him more than I desire what I want from Him? So He must increase. I must. Come on, let's try this again. This is all participation today. Y'all didn't know, first Sunday, y'all gonna have to be talking in church so much. He must. And I must. Okay, so watch this. So, prayer is a way we connect with God to increase that relationship. And watch this. And fasting is a way we decrease ourselves and our connection with the world. So this is tied to prayer and fasting. How do we see God increase in our lives? We, we connect with him more in prayer. How do we see ourselves and our desires and our, our selfish motivations decrease? Through fasting. Now, this is why we're gonna spend 21 days of prayer and fasting starting on January 11th. So next Monday, not this Monday, but next, we're gonna start 21 days. We do this every year. This has been a tradition of our church to begin the year with 21 days. So if you're brand new to OSC within the last year or so, welcome to the beginning of a new year at OSC. We always start the year off seeking the Lord first for the first 21 days. Now, I will go ahead and publicly admit I hate fasting. Do I have any people that are with me on this one? I, when I hear fasting, I don't even like it. I don't even want to say the word, okay? And here's why. Because fasting is not fast. (laughs) If you've ever been on a fast, it is slow. If your life is busy and crazy right now, just go on on a fast. It will slow down it's going to drop significantly. You're going to be like, man, we're, I got all this time in the world. <laughs> I mean, we don't realize how much of our life is filled with so many things and you start eliminating those things out of your life. You go, wow, man, my life was loud. My life was fast. And so 21 days of prayer and fasting is this three weeks of us where we get to um, disconnect from these busyness and all this loudness and we get to reconnect with God. So I, I hate fasting but I love the results of fasting, and I love the results of what prayer and fasting do when they're combined. So I want to I talk about misconceptions of fasting, because if maybe you hear the word fasting, you immediately are like me, and you're like, I love food. I love, I, I love these things. But let me give you some misconceptions on fasting and what it's not. So here's the first thing. Fasting is not misery, Okay, fasting is not, let's see how miserable our family can be so God sees how much we love him. We're all in misery. Anybody watch National Lampoon's? <laughs> We're all in misery. Now, God does not get excited to see his children in utter misery because they want to prove something to him. That'd be like your children, like, doing something to themselves to make themselves miserable to show you, like, how much they actually love you. This is not fasting. It's not, it's not misery. Number two, it's not penance. What I mean by that is many of us feel guilty for things that we've done. Maybe there's things this last year, they're like, oh man, I just hate that. And you feel like, okay, I'm gonna go and fast because I'm going to show God that I'm gonna pay for all the stuff that I've done. How many thankful? you think, well, Jesus already paid for that. You don't need to pay for that. It's not penance, okay? You don't need to pay for what you've done. All right, so fasting is not penance. It's not misery. And lastly, it's not righteous, Meaning this, you don't do this and now you get to heaven. Like Jesus doesn't bring you up to the pearly gates and go, well, you fasted for those 21 days, come on in. No, 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 listen, we don't get to heaven by fasting. We bring heaven to earth by fasting. And that's our desire with fasting is that that we clear the clutter so we can hear heaven. All right, I'm not trying to earn something, I'm not trying to gain something, I'm not trying to prove something, I just want more of God. So prayer and fasting is that opportunity for us to get that. So let me give you a working definition of fasting. We've talked about prayer being a communion and connection with the Lord. But let me tell you what fasting is. Fasting is an act of self-denial for a specific period of time for a spiritual purpose. It is an act of self-denial for a specific period of time for a spiritual purpose. So for us, we're gonna do 21 days, we're gonna do three weeks. And the purpose may be different for everyone. So I'm gonna show you very quickly, I'm gonna show you 10 reasons people fasted in scripture. Why did they fast? What was some of their spiritual purposes? So I'm gonna go through them very quick. You can take a picture of it if you want. If you got the the app, all of these are in the app notes. But I'm gonna show you 10 reasons uh, why they fasted. Number one, they needed to repent and turn to God. Um, They faced danger. They were seeking deliverance. They were expressing grief. They were living in distress. Let me show you some other reasons why. They were desiring to live on mission. They were overcoming temptation, something that they couldn't break in their life. They needed wisdom in Acts 14. They were seeking God's guidance in judges. Lastly, expressing their love to God. Now, I I put all the, the verses on here so you can look it up yourself and go see the actual stories behind all of these. But, but my prayer, more than anything, is that number 10 would be our most biggest reason. Is that we just want to express our love to God. Because here's what I know. When we express our love to God, he starts meeting all these other ones, one through nine. He starts giving us wisdom. He starts helping us break off temptation. He, he helps us live on mission. I mean, so many of these things happen. And so I don't know what your purpose will be. That'll be something for you to really pray through and really seek the Lord on what, what you want to pursue God for and, and fast for. But I wanna, I wanna share with you three things that happen in your life when you pray and fast. And I am, I am unapologetically trying to motivate you to join us in this. I'm gonna do everything within my power to pray. The Holy Spirit will birth something inside of you that says, I wanna be a part of this whether you're 12 years old or you're 70 years old or somewhere in between, no matter where you are in your season of life, that you say, I just, I wanna be a part of this. And I know some of you go, I don't know if I can do that. I haven't done a one day fast, nevertheless, 21 days. It's all right, we're gonna help you. We're gonna navigate through this. We're gonna show you how easy it is in in many regards, but it is also difficult in others. So I'm gonna show you three things that happen when you pray and when you fast. Let me me start with the first one. Number one is you realign your priorities. You realign your priorities. Now, okay, any honest people in the room? December was a overloaded, overeating, overindulging, overspending month. Yes? Okay, all right, okay, all right. Yeah, it is for me too. I think I worked out once, (laughs) once. I worked out a lot of this. Um, But man, the, the regular disciplines that I have seem to, to, to go away during December, which is yet again another reason why I think January is such a, a refreshing time for all of us, because we get to kind of re back, realign with priorities, putting, putting things in our relationship with God where they need to be, putting relationship with our family where it needs to be, putting relationships with our physical health with where it needs to be, but realigning some of those priorities, because I don't know about y'all, I didn't really wanna work out in December at all, I just wanted another piece of cake. Um, 1 Thessalonians 5.23, look at this. Scripture says that this, now may the God of peace make you holy in every way and may, watch this, three parts of us, may your whole, everybody say it, spirit and and be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. May your, may your whole spirit and your, your whole soul and your whole body, and we, we say this all the time, but if you haven't heard this, you are three parts, you are spirit, you are soul, you are body, if you are apart from Christ, your, your spirit man is dead, meaning your soul and your body rule and reign. They are the strongest. They are dictating. Your, your soul is made up of your, your thinker, your chooser, and your feeler. Your mind, your will, your emotions. And if we're not careful, over time, we can allow culture, we can allow craziness of life, we can allow our emotions to rule the day, to dictate the day. How I many know your feelings wanna dictate? Want to dictate everything. And so prayer and fasting is an opportunity for you to go, soul, body, you ain't in charge anymore. I want you to imagine like a tug of war. Tug of war between your spirit, your spirits over here pulling, and your, your soul and your body, they're like tag teaming. They're going up against it, okay? So they're going against each other, and, and the one that is in charge is the one that's the strongest. So prayer and fasting, specifically fasting. Is, is us decreasing this man, not letting him work out anymore, and beefing up this guy over here. Like, anybody love Rocky? Like any Rocky fans? Okay, like I know there's like 76 Rockies, he never dies, but, but every Rocky has a, has a training montage Y'all know where there's like this epic, you know, epic montage of music that's going and he is just like beast moding, you know, just going. He's training for some kind of fight that he's going to, we know he's going to win. He's gonna look terrible, but he's gonna win. He's gonna go, hey, three in. And we're all gonna cheer at the end and go, good job. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Like, okay, I want you to imagine 21 days of prayer. Okay, I'm gonna give you a visual mental picture here. 21 days of prayer is your spirit, Rocky, getting going, going, just pumping, just just getting it, just getting it, just getting it. That's two. That's all I can do. Okay. It's, it's beginning of January. Let's wait to the end. Uh, but I want you to imagine like 21 days is you getting your spirit man just bulking up, just getting it, spending time with the Lord and letting him speak to you and I'm telling you, some of us, our soul and our body is, is man, looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger and our, our spirit looks like Steve Urkel. Okay, not Urkel, that's the, that's the other one, that's Urkel. So this is, this is so huge. God wants to make our whole spirit, whole soul and whole body, he wants to make us whole in every way. Now, prayer and fasting is not a salvation issue. So it's not like if you, if you don't pray and fast with us, you're going to hell. It's not. Prayer and fasting is a connection issue. So um, when Lindsay and I first got married, uh, one of the things she asked, she was like, what, what, what's gonna be one of our first purchases? I was like, I already know. I want direct TV. <laughs> so here's the reason why. Growing up in my house, we had no cable. Like I had PBS. Everybody in my class had Naked Night and, you know, ESPN and all this stuff. I had PBS, maybe, on a good day, all right? So I had Sesame Street. That's what I had. And so when we got married, I was like, I want DirecTV. I want 900 channels. i will only watch one of them, but I just need 900 just to know I have, I have all these channels. So we did, and we got it for... A, a, a while and then we started having kids and, and so we had more and more boys and so then I had no money. And first thing to go is direct TV. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't spending that much money. So so we went back to the old school antenna. So I found a, a decent one on Amazon, ordered it. Okay, and so right now in our house, you're not there's no direct TV in our house. There is an antenna that is in our attic that sits there that helps us get 15 channels, (laughs) all right? And so, but every once in a while, depending on how the storm is or depending on if someone was in the attic, the boys will scream at me, Dad, TV's not working. I'm like, what you talking about? And you come and, you you know, change it to 15 or whatever and it's like, it's all fuzzy. Like, oh, so I gotta go climb up in the attic and then I gotta go and rearrange it and move it and then I got to yell, is it good? Is it good? And then we now, now have to like station a boy down at the bottom. You tell him, and then that boy tells him, and then that boy tells him. And that was before we got smart and realized we have phones, you idiot. All right, so. Are we good? <laughs> but what was happening was, is it, it wasn't an, an issue with the TV. It wasn't even an issue with the antenna. There was a connection issue. It wasn't, it wasn't in the right place get to the strongest connection. So I have to go up there and I have, to, I have to put it in the right posture, the right place, so we can get the connection. And some of you, I'm telling you, some of you right now, you feel so disconnected from God, you feel like God's left you. It's not that, it's just a connection issue. You just need to reposture yourself in a way where you can get a download from heaven, you can hear God again, and it's amazing. When you get full strength, it's amazing what channels you get. It's amazing what you hear. You're like, I didn't know we had 15.2, three, and four. Living my best life. It's all because it's just in the right posture. See, prayer and fasting is just creating space in our heart, getting our hearts postured to just hear a God that's been speaking and has never stopped speaking. Our life has just been so loud, and we've been so all over the place, we just can't hear them. So we realign our priorities. Let me give you number two. When you pray and fast, you release strongholds. Now, James, Peter, and John were up on a mountain with Jesus. We know it as the Mount of Transfiguration. It was the moment where Jesus was revealed to these guys. Moses is there, Elijah is there. It's, it's just a, a moment. And so they come off of this mountain. You can imagine the experience that they just had. They come off of this mountain and they're walking down this mountain and all they hear is this commotion that's going on. They're going, what's going on? And they see all the rest of the nine disciples that are there kind of bickering with one another and fighting and they're fighting with these religious leaders. And then so Jesus walks up on the scene. He's like, what's going on? And so before the disciples could say, Jesus, let me tell you what's up. A father steps up and says, I'll tell you what's going on. My son... Has a spirit in him and he can't speak and he's having convulsions and he's foaming at the mouth. And I've heard about you guys and so I brought these guys to my son to your guys to help and they can't help. And this is what Jesus says. Watch what Jesus says in response to this father. He says this. Then Jesus answered and said, Everybody help me with these two words. Oh, faithless and Perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring them here to me. Any parents in here, you just get so upset with your kids, you're like, just give it to me, I'll, t- I'll take care of it. I got it. This is almost one of those moments, he says, you're faithless and you're perverse. Now notice who he's speaking that to. He's speaking that to his crew, his guys, the people he selected. And he says, you're faithless. And you're perverse, watch this though. Faithless, meaning you're disconnected from God, and perverse, you're too connected to the world. So Jesus says, give, give the boy to me. Jesus speaks, the demon comes out of the boy, he's perfectly fine. The Bible says they go into a house and the disciples, I can just imagine the disciples pull him into a room, shut the door, shut the door, shut the door. Jesus, what, no, close the blinds, close the blinds. What happened? How did you do that? And Jesus says this to them. Watch, verse 21. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. Watch this. I don't doubt that this father had prayed thousands of prayers for his son. Do you think? I think if he's a good father, he would have. I don't doubt that he was pleading for the Lord to do something. But Jesus is giving us a sneak peek into something, that there are some things that are in our lives that you can't pray them away. You uh, You have to connect it to fasting and then it breaks. This only comes out through prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. I wonder, those who are watching online, those who are here in this room, if there's something in your life that you keep telling God, I'm not gonna do that again. God, I'm sorry. God, I'm not. And you keep going around this thing over and over and over again and you've even prayed about it. You've even walked up here to the front and had people pray for you about it, but it seems like you keep going through the same thing and over and over again. Could it be? Could it be that it's not the prayers that are not working, we just haven't attached it to what the real power can when we put put fasting with it? God, could there be something that breaks in our lives when we add prayer and fasting? Look what 2 Corinthians 10 talks about when it talks about strongholds. It says, we are humans, but we don't wage war as humans do. We love this, love this. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons. Prayer and fasting, they're not worldly weapons. They are God's mighty weapons to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false. Arguments, strongholds are those things in our lives that you just cannot overcome. They're the lies that keep you trapped. They're the lies that keep you disabled from connecting with God, connecting with other people, connecting with your purpose. And in Isaiah 58, some of you, this may need to be a verse for you this year. If you're walking through something right now that you just cannot break. It says, is not this the fast that I chose? Watch this to loose the bonds of wickedness to undo the straps of the yoke to let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke break Every yoke, come on, I'm here to tell you, this is the year we're believing with prayer and fasting will break every yoke. Like No more fear, and no more worry, and no more depression, and and, and no more uh, free from alcohol, and free from uh, porn, and self-destructive behavior. And God, you're gonna break some of these things off of people. That we can live whole. Our souls can be whole. Our spirit can be whole. This is God's desire, and when we partner prayer and fasting together, you release strongholds in your life. And number three, last one, is you reveal your dependence on God. You reveal your dependence on God. Now, let's look at this, this verse. We've got two more verses. James chapter four, verse eight, says this. Everybody help me with these first two words. Come close, come close to God. How many want that for 2021? Yeah. Man, I want, I want God to be close. Watch, come close to God. Here's, here's the reciprocation, and God will... Come close to you. Now watch this. Wash your hands. This is my wife's favorite verse right here. All right, so. All the Purell people in here. All right, wash your hands. All right, it's biblical. Now you can tell your kids, James 4, 8. Wash your hands. Okay, wash your hands, you sinners. Okay, which by the way, is everybody in the room? (laughs) Just make sure everybody knew that. Purify your hearts for your loyalty, watch this, is divided between God and the world. Y'all see the connection now? Remember we talking about prayers connecting us to God, fasting disconnects us from the world? Perverse, we're too connected to the world. Faithless, we're, we're not connected enough to God. He says, hey, listen, you wanna come close to me, I wanna come close to you, but hey, there's some things that need to happen. In order for us to really get close, you have to wash some stuff. You're gonna wash your hands, you to have to purify your hearts and because you're divided between God and the world. There's a division there. Like you show up to church but church doesn't impact anything outside of church. You say you love God but yet you, you live a life that's totally, uh, totally looks like the world. It's God's going, I wanna come close to you but, but you can't be looking like the world. I, I, I want you to, to wash your hands to purify your hearts. This is something God does as we pray and as we fast. He begins to purify our hearts. I love what Charles Stanley said. He put it this way. The shortest distance between a problem and a solution is the distance between your knees and the floor. This is, this is why we wear these bracelets that say, Pray first just as a reminder to put those priorities in in the right place, that when I wanna worry about something, when I wanna complain about something, I'm gonna pray first, I'm gonna pray first, I'm gonna seek God first, I'm gonna gonna pursue him, I I wanna be dependent on God, I don't wanna be dependent on a substance, I don't wanna be dependent on a pill, I don't wanna be dependent on anything other than God, I want him to be my dependence. I love what what, uh, John Piper said, he put it this way, fasting, watch this, he talks about fasting, reveals the measure of food's mastery over us or television, or computers, or whatever. We submit to again and again to conceal the weakness of our hunger for God. Fasting is the physical exclamation point at the end of a sentence. This much, oh God, I want you. Fasting is the exclamation point. God, more than anything, I want you. Do I need you to do something in my life? Yes, but more than anything, I want you. See, the declaration of independence was an incredible thing for our nation, but it's a terrible thing for Christians. God has not called us to be independent of him. How I many know we need the declaration of dependence on Jesus in 2021? We need to be dependent on him like never before. And here's what I know about God is that if you're not dependent on him, he'll allow things to come in your life where you realize you do need him. Right. Yeah. And then you become dependent. I'm just choosing on the front end to go, God, I'm dependent, don't don't do any, don't bring anything this way, I'm good, I'm, I'm dependent, I'm in. So this is the last verse I wanna share, Joel chapter one, verse 14. And this is what we're doing today as we're getting our hearts and our homes and our places ready. It says, announce a time of fasting. Call the people together for a solemn meeting. Bring the leaders. And all the people of the land into the temple of the Lord your God and cry out to Him there. Cry out to Him there. So, this is what we're doing. We are announcing 21 days, three weeks to pray, to fast, to come together. We're gonna come together online, we're gonna come together in person, we're gonna just come together. 2020 has been a year we've been separate. 2021 is the year we're gonna to come together. And we're gonna tap into God's mighty weapons. Prayer and fasting. God, may you increase and may I decrease. God, may, may your will increase in my life. May my plans decrease. God, we, we want you, we want you Cause we're gonna cry out, we're gonna cry out to him. This is prayer right here. This is prayer. God, I'm just, I'm gonna cry out to you. Some of you this year, you, man, you just, some things you need to cry out for. And I, I, I want to encourage us to do this. Fasting is a desperate measure for desperate times among those who know themselves to be desperate for God. This is us right now. It is desperate measure for desperate times. I mean, no, we live in some desperate times, God. We're desperate times among those who know themselves to be desperate for God. So what am I asking you to do? So we got about eight days before we kick this off. I'm asking three things of you, of all of us. This is an all-in call. Everybody that calls OSC home, whether you're online or you're here in the room, I'm calling all of us to come together and to do, do three things over these next eight days as we get ready. Number one, I want you to be informed. I want you to be informed. Meaning, uh, I want you to, to understand fasting and prayer. We're gonna teach a little bit more on this in the weeks to come but uh, we're gonna have tons of web, uh, stuff on our website, resources for you to learn about fasting, different types of fasting, Daniel fast, solid fast, selective fast, soul fast, media fast. I mean, there's a bunch of different types of fasts. I didn't wanna get into all of that today. I just wanna stir our appetites to want something. We'll, we'll get to the logistics in this week to come, but I want you to be informed. Also, I want you to know we're going to have OSC kids and OSC youth be a part of this. So we're gonna do this as a church family all ages. So your kids, are, we want your kids to be a part of this. I mean, your kids can fast some things. Yeah, you know how I know? Because you take it away from them when they get in trouble. So, but I, I, I pray that, that you would walk with your kids through this and we'll help give you even resources with that with your kids and with your youth as well. But we want you to be informed. We want you to be prepared. We want you to, to, to come next Sunday ready, heart ready, You're home ready, like just ready. Now, I don't know what kind of fast you're gonna do, and this might be a part of the preparation. If you do a Daniel fast or some type of food fast, you may need to let the people in your house know. Like, hey, tell your wife, like, don't buy Dr. Pepper. I'm not saying that for me, I'm just saying that for y'all. Like if you... Babe, don't, I've just said it in front of her head, don't buy Dr. Pepper until Sunday. Okay, so... starting the detox process so but you need to be prepared you need to you need to kind of talk through it if you're married talk with it with your spouse if you're if you got a family talk with your kids walk through this thing together and think about how powerful this can be if your family does something for 21 days think about how powerful it'd be if your family prays together for 21 days think about how powerful it is for you to hear your kids talk about things that are on their heart and things that they can be believing for things you're believing for them speaking blessings over them so imagine how powerful this can be. And then lastly is be resolved. And the reason why I put resolved is because we are a generation who loves results. And if we don't see results, we don't have resolve. I am telling you resolve is greater than results. Be resolved. I, I looked up the definition of resolve. Resolve means to settle and to decide firmly on a course of action. So will we be a church be a people and be a family that is resolved to give, to love, to serve, to pray, to fast, no matter how we feel. Because if you're like, I don't feel like it, you never will. Just letting you know. If you wait for the feelings to catch up, you need to make a resolve and a commitment. I'm gonna be in, even in the times where it gets hard, I'm going to stick through and I'm gonna be in this. I'm gonna see God all the way to the finish. Amen. Father, we love you. God, thank you so much so much for all that you've done as we look back on 2020, but now our hearts and our affections and our attentions are turned to all that you wanna do in us and through us in this next year. God, what a great way, I can't think of a better way for us to kick off this new year than for us as a spiritual family to pray together and to fast together, to believe you to do things that only you can do. I pray that this would be a year where priorities are realigned, strongholds are broken, and God, I pray more than anything that we would be more dependent on you than ever before in our life. God, thank you for your people here. God, you know where they're at. God, I pray that we would awaken out of a funk for those that may be in a funk or a slump. I pray that this would be a boost to their soul those who are kind of on the edge of not knowing if they wanna go all in or not, God, I pray, you, would you just push them over the edge? Say, this is the moment. We're gonna take some steps this year to step into all that God has for us. And I pray that you show up and you speak louder than ever before in their lives. We love you. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. amen. Come on, can we love Jesus just for a little bit here? Man.